time to heed the call for financial freedom. This is the Audible Advisor Podcast with Spiros Vasilakos of Athenian Private Client Group. Welcome in to the Audible Advisor Podcast. I'm Ben Jordan alongside Spiros Vasilakos over at Athenian Private Client Group. Spiros, good to talk to you again. I know we talk uh, about behavioral finance all the time on the show. And I know one of the, the main behaviors that we, I'm sure you see and deal with is greed, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people want to, you know, have their portfolios, you know, grow quickly, uh, but don't realize that, you know, you can't time the market, you know, unfortunately mm-hmm. things happen and uh, you could really get hurt, you know, by doing it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about greed today. That's the the whole goal for the show today is how to recognize your own greed. Some of the things you might think or you might find yourself kind of saying, we're going to help you recognize that and then kind of talk about how you can fight against that and push back from that greed. It's one of the emotions that can really get you in trouble in planning and with your money. So we want to make sure you have all the tools at your disposal to fight back against that greed. Thanks for joining us on the show today. If you haven't, check out our website, theaudibleadvisor.com. You'll find podcasts, also videos as well. A lot of content and resources for you if you're looking to learn more and continue to educate yourself. That's what we're hoping to do with the website and with this podcast. We thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to the show as well if you haven't done that. If you want to call the Athenian Private Client Group, talk to Spiros afterwards and discuss what we talk about today or anything on your mind or to begin the planning process, you can always do that. It's 727-754-8418. So when it comes to your money, you're going to have several different voices in your head. You're going to probably have the voice of greed, right? You're going to have the voice of fear, likely another popular emotion. And then hopefully, you know, maybe listening to this show will help out. You'll have that voice of wisdom in the back of your head as well. So let's talk about this voice of greed, Spiros. I got kind of five thoughts that, that might pop up in someone's head, and we'll discuss them a little bit deeper. Uh, the first one, and in times of the market, and right now the market's been up and down, more down recently. But when the market's going great, you might think to yourself, hey, things are really good right now. Let me invest a little bit more, get a little more aggressive so I can take advantage of this growth. Well, listen, uh, one thing you got to understand, and it's really important that, you know, you understand the markets actually, you know, do not, you know, just go up to perpetuity. And that's something I talk to my clients all the time. They think the markets are going to always go up. And, you know, you really got to understand that you can't also time the market as well. Uh, so you really have to remind yourself as an investor, you know, on what your risks are and what's actually your investment goals, you know, in order to, you know, understand how you need to structure your portfolio. If you take for an example, um, you're a moderate or a conservative investor, you know, being more aggressive would actually, well, actually, it's it's just doesn't match your, your retirement. And so you really have to uh, understand what the risks and rewards are like, you know, I train my clients, you know, to understand that although the market is is hot, you know, it's really important to stick with their plan. But, you know, if you have a client, which I do sometimes that are very insistent in going more aggressive, you know, I'll put, you know, together what we call a stress test analysis. You know, I'm always the type of person, I think people understand it when they're, when they see things visually. And what happens is we actually stress test that particular portfolio with the changes with crises like COVID or 9-11, the financial meltdown, you know, of 2008. To be honest with you, when they see the portfolio, how it performs during those particular type past crises that we have, you know, you look at their expression and they're like, you know what, you're right. I don't think, you know, this is, uh, 
you know, something I, uh, we should do right now or, you know, not even entertain. And, you know, so they, they change their minds, you know, just based on the results. One of the things that, you know, as you know, I'm a huge advocate when it comes to behavioral finance. We call this the recency bias. It's actually an individual uh, investor that actually tries to chase performance. And, you know, they buy high, they sell low, you know, because it's just easier to emotionally validate, you know, their choices, right? So, you know, we have to be very, very careful. So we try to train our clients to understand that emotions cannot be the most important thing when it comes to your, you know, making changes to your portfolio. Yeah, I like that emotional validation. I like when you said that. It makes a lot of sense. And I think that's something I can I can relate to. And I think everyone, when you hear that, you can relate to, yeah, it's so much easier to say, yeah, yeah, it's going well. Let me do it versus the opposite where, you know, things aren't going well. That's the time you should probably be looking to be a little, maybe more greedy when everybody else is fearful, right? The saying, but I've always found in my personal experience, Spiros, that whenever I feel like, hey, this stock's doing really well, let me push a little bit more in. That's usually the sign that things are about to turn around. Well, you know, the, the saying is, if your taxi driver is telling you to invest in stocks, that means it's time for you to get out. <laughs> that's funny. And that's perfect. That that segues us right to our next one, because when you start hearing someone maybe on CNBC when you're watching and you say, OK, he seems to know what he's talking about. Let me go ahead and follow his advice really quickly before everyone figures it out, too. Well, you're probably way too late. Well, listen, as an investor, you have to understand that the people on, you know, CNBC uh, really have their own investment objectives. And, you know, when they're making recommendations, that doesn't mean you should go out and change your portfolio or, you know, if you have a particular stock that you should actually, you know, buy more of it. Right. So, you know, the recommendations may not actually match your investment objective. I see this all the time with individuals who, you know, I manage, you know, their own portfolios. And, you know, one of the examples, you know, I always hear is, well, you know, I listened to Jim Cramer on Mad Money and, you know, he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I think I should buy. Well, at the end of the day, if Jim Cramer uh, basically was right, I don't think you'd be seeing him on TV. I think he'd be sitting on a, you know, 150 foot yacht right now, right? So you got to understand people don't have a crystal ball, right? And they're basically making recommendations just based on their experiences, based on, you know, maybe certain technologies that they may have. But, you know, at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that they're right. So you really, really have to be careful, stick to your plan, understand, you know, that it's your objectives that are going to really dictate, you know, what things you should buy and what things you shouldn't buy. Right. So don't let, you know, CNBC dictate, you know, your portfolio, because you know what, if your portfolio goes down, you can't call CNBC and, you know, <laughs> complain, right. Yeah. They're not going to pick up your phone call. <laughs> no. Do you have clients a lot come to you and say, Hey, I heard about such and such investment on TV. What do you think? Sure, all the time. And, you know, one of the things that we do is, you know, we say, okay, you have one or two stocks that you like, you know, we'll do what we call a uh, stock analysis and we'll we'll show it to them and say, look, here's how it's done, you know, in the last 10, five, three years. Uh, they'll look at it and then we'll say, well, you know, based on your investment objective and your risk tolerance, we may not think this is, you know, really the right stock to put in your portfolio right now. So, you know, again, I think people are a creature of habit. I think they like to see things visually. Uh, and then once we do that, you know, we, we either get them to say, hey, you know what, you're right. Or we have, again, we have insistent people that want to do it. So, you know, sometimes we have to do it, but we let them know that, you know, we're, we're not going to agree with it, you know, if we don't think it's the right thing for them. Gotcha. All right. Here's another example of a time where greed might be creeping in. Have you ever thought about your neighbors next door and said, hey, 
they, they just seem to have a lot more money saved than I do. I need to really kind of ramp up, try to hit a few home runs and, and maybe catch up over the next couple of years. Well, you know, we, we hear this a lot. You know, we hear, hey, you know what, my next door neighbor, you know, the couple next door, you know, they're doing really well with their portfolio. I can't really, you know, make any recommendations. You know, I tell people the first thing you need to see is how far along you are from retirement. Maybe they're they're far further away from retirement, so they could be a little bit more aggressive than you. The couple next door, you know, may have a different investment objective or a different time horizon. Uh, but you have to remember that you don't need to be aggressive. Uh, saving for your, you know, future is a, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a race. Uh, not being patient, you know, with the process could actually potentially hurt your portfolio. The most obvious step is, you know, you actually need to make changes in your financial plan. Hopefully you have one. And if you don't, you know, give me a call because I think that's really the first step. Uh, the most easiest change that, you know, I tell people is look at your portfolio. Maybe you could reallocate, uh, your monies to potentially, you know, actually seek higher returns, right? And that's what really people want. Uh, but, you know, the most important thing is that you gotta sit with a financial advisor. You can't do it on your own because if you're doing it on your own, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're basically gonna get hurt, which, you know, I think leads up to, you know, the next question. And, and so, you know, I hope that people understand the value of, you know, having a financial advisor. Yeah. I think you probably see quite often that, you know, people that think they're in bad shape and because they're looking and comparing themselves to people around them who might not even have the type of money they think they do just because of maybe they drive a nice car or have a nicer house that maybe they can't afford. But do you see them come in oftentimes and say, hey, you actually are in pretty good shape right now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, if, if we have a client that, you know, is 10 years or 15 years away from retirement, we do a, a retirement goals analysis and we'll take a look at what they currently have, how they're trending, how they're tracking. Uh, and believe it or not, a lot of individuals have, you know, a 90 to 95% probability of reaching their goal. I mean, the other day I just read, you know, that, you know, an individual, a couple would need to have $1.9 million in retirement to live a comfortable lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. So again, you know, people come in and you tell them that and they're like, you know, maybe 50%, you know, there and they're trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do? You know, sometimes, you know, trying to get a higher rate of return is really not going to help you. You're really going to have to make some changes, lifestyle changes uh, in your financial plan in order to, you know, live that comfortable lifestyle. All right, I got a couple more here on uh, recognizing your own greed and kind of pushing back against it. You know, right now, I think a lot of people are looking at inflation and saying, hey, you know, that emergency fund in the bank just isn't making me any money. I need to take this out. I need to take this money and invest it instead of having it here just in the bank collecting dust. But that can be dangerous, right? Yeah, listen, I'm a huge advocate, uh, you know, of having an emergency fund. I mean, it's called an emergency fund for a reason, right? You know, the question is, you know, how much should a single person or maybe a couple have in that fund, right? So look, if you're single and you have an income, you know, you should have at least three months worth of expenses in that emergency fund. You know, if you're married and you're both individuals, uh, you know, are actually working and have an income, then, you know, you should also have at least three months of expenses. But if you have one spouse that's bringing in all the income and there's no other sources of income like an inheritance, then, you know, you need to have at least six months worth of expenses. Uh, this is what we tell our clients. I mean, it, there's no rhyme or reason, but we want our clients to feel comfortable because honestly, it doesn't really matter how much interest you're receiving. Remember, it's an emergency fund. It's a savings account. Uh, it's not there to grow. It's for short term. 
you know, and to be honest with you, who wants to actually start selling their stocks or, you know, have to sell certain things when the markets are down in order for them to, you know, pay for certain expenses because they've run out of money, right? So that's really the whole point of having an emergency fund. So you don't have to do those things and you can stay on track, you know, with, with your plan and not have to worry. Very good. We're talking about examples of greed, what might slip into your mind and what you can do to fight back against it. We have one more here I want to hit on before we close out today's episode. And, you know, a lot of people are all into saving money, right? That's that's a great kind of mindset to have. But sometimes you're better off having someone that can really help provide a lot of value for you. So this last one is about those people that think, hey, you know, I'm going to be much better off just doing this myself rather than giving away my hard-earned money to an advisor to find help. Listen, throughout my 21 years in this business, you know, I've heard, you know, numerous times from individuals who actually don't have a financial advisor or are actually going out there doing it themselves until they experienced one of the past crises. And I always use the 2008 financial meltdown. This actually changed the way people looked at financial advisors. When you heard about people losing just you know, as much as the S&P or the Dow Jones, and they're losing 40 to 50% of their portfolio because they were actually doing it on their own. These were the individuals that were, that actually left the market completely and never came back into the market because they had actually had a horrific experience with the market. You know, the, actually the unfortunate part is that, you know, they missed out on a tremendous 12 year run in the market. So after 2008, if you go all the way up to 2020, we had a tremendous run. You know, as an advisor, it's our job, right? You know, not to just manage portfolios, but to also manage people's emotions. This is the reason why in the last two years, I've actually been focused on behavioral finance that deals in helping individuals, helping my clients understand why emotional decision-making can actually play a huge part in the growth of your finances. So, you know, at the end of the day, what you really have to understand is that a financial advisor should be a partner, should be part of your team. You're the CEO of your portfolio. They're the CFO that helps you manage those funds. So just, you know, remember that doing it on your own may not be, you know, always the best thing, but, you know, at least if you have a financial advisor, they can actually hopefully get you back on track. Yeah, it might save you a little bit of money in the short term, but long term, how much is it actually going to cost you? So that's something to be thinking about. But all these areas are just, you know, the type of emotion, greed, it really sets in in many different aspects of our life. And it's easy to get greedy with money, but that's why you build a plan, stick to it and keep that long-term perspective over time. And it'll help you keep you grounded. So if you want to sit down and meet with Spiros, if you haven't built a plan, haven't started the planning process, now is a great time to do so. It's never too early, never too late to start a plan. And you can find Spiros online at theaudibleadvisor.com. We put our podcast there, plus athenianprivateclientgroup.com. And if you want to call them, you can do so at 727-754-8418. Well, I know you're you're big into the human element, right, Spiros? And this, is, this topic's kind of perfect for what you discuss on a daily basis. So thanks for sharing a little insight into what you do. Thank you, Ben. And uh, thank you for everyone out there who's listening to the podcast. And I hope you're getting some really good information. And please give me a call so we can get you closer to financial independence. Yes. Thank you for listening. For Spiros Vasilakos over at Athenian Private Client Group, I am Ben George, and this has been the Audible Advisor Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.
Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Athenian Private Client Group are not affiliated.